Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I tell you, like, for me, I want to say, like, humbly, right, the last time that I felt like the world kind of stopped when a celebrity passed was, like, when Michael Jackson passed. 
I I say this, and maybe one day at some point, well, I don't really remember the day where it was Michael Jackson, but, like, for me, I don't remember feeling like this in a while, especially for a celebrity. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those people that I kind of used to look at people weird for saying they felt sad when a celebrity died or somebody they never met. And then when Kobe, when, when this news dropped, I was swiping my phone like, ain't no way this really happened. And when it was true, I just sat there and didn't know what to say. That changed my whole day. Like, this is crazy, man. I had... I remember what I was doing, like, I was, like, laying down, right, and I remember getting on Facebook, and I seen somebody, like, share it, but the account that it was shared from was a part of a Facebook group that I'm in, and this was, like, one of those things that I really didn't pay that much attention to, because it's a lot of, like, and stuff that goes along in that and I mean, with people sharing things that have little to do with nothing like that's important. So, like, I immediately had, like, walked And I seen where somebody had, you know, retweeted the, a similar post from, like, TMZ. Now, I ain't never been somebody that's followed TMZ. You know what kind of comes with it, you know, and all that. You know, it's like, but boy, like you said, more and more sources begin to share this and report this. I tell you, the one person that tweeted about it that really like kind of made me like, albeit still in disbelief, kind of like. Believe it was when like woke out that it was true for the most part. And like the rest of the world that threw me off to the rest of the day. Now like with like my work schedule, I didn't even like I wasn't scheduled to work <laughs> the day like that Monday following it. And albeit, you know, I'm I've been somewhat cultivating new relationships here at my new job, but some people that ain't really whistled two words to me since I got here. I mean, I ain't tripping off of any of that. The point that I'm making is that I, upon me returning to work, I had people come up to me like, really, like, are you okay, kind of thing. <laughs> Like, I was telling you, bro, like, this felt like a family member had passed. That mess was crazy. Man, I remember I, I was about to get, that was a day for me where I was going to get my hair twisted. So I was chilling on the couch, whatever, just watching some Netflix, waiting for uh time we was going to start. And I, I saw that, I was like, nah, ain't no way. And then more and more and more. I'm like, nah, man, these people are crazy. Like, what are they talking about? I'm like, let me get on Twitter see what they're talking about. And then I saw Kobe's name was, like, trending. I was like, nah, man, ain't no way. And then, like, I think 11.30, I saw Woj tweet 
that Kobe Bryant had passed away, and I was like, what? I about dropped my phone. I I actually put my phone down because I didn't want to be on social media anymore. I didn't want to see no more. And then, like, 20, 30 minutes later, I picked it back up, and the stories was just getting worse and worse. Rick Fox. It was this whole family. I was like, yo, what are they talking about right now? What? And then, like, finally, at about 12, it settled into just telling, you know, it was just him and his daughter, and that still was heartbreaking to me. And then mm-hmm. to find out it was his the same daughter that he'd been... Because I had just... I, I, I shit you not, like, two days before, that Friday, I had just watched the podcast on all the smoke for him and Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson with him yeah. talking about the whole reason he watches basketball now is because his daughter is so into basketball and all her favorite players are his favorite players. Everybody she paying attention to is who he paying attention to. That's the only reason he's back in basketball now because she's so into it and he loves her game. And then to see that happening, yo, that, that put me in a whole different place the whole day. Like, I had to put my phone down for a couple of hours after that. I was just watching Netflix. I, I got my hair twisted, but I was watching Netflix because I didn't want to see nothing on my phone no more. Yo. Yeah. That, that had me hurt, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> whatever is like a tear below devastated, man, I'm with you, bro. Between Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, once I began to realize that it wasn't a hoax, I really, I really wanted to just believe that there's somebody that had woke up just pissed off and mad as hell at the world. Just and, mean. Just yeah. mean. I, I, would have, I could have lived with that. It'd have been rude and mean, but I could have, I could have dealt with that, man. People hateful yeah. in the world. That's just, I could pass that off. There's hateful people in the world. Yeah, you know, like you said, like every every trending topic on Twitter that day and, and even days that ensued. I just, I didn't want to see it. I, didn't, I couldn't come to grips with seeing any pictures of him, any highlights, any clips of him. I just, I couldn't, I didn't want to do it. And to be honest with you, bro, like, I really haven't been that active on social media within like the past two weeks. It's affected me that greatly. You know, he's the reason, him and Shaq respectively as to why, you know, I'm a Lakers fan still to this day. Like, yo, that was, that was me. When I started understanding basketball, those two were it for me. Mm-hmm. I still remember they had that one, like, video where they asked other teams, it's like, how do you beat Shaq and Kobe? And people would be like, you know, hope they don't get off the bus or something. Like, because that was it. You don't yeah. do nothing with that. You just got to eat it. Um, and, you know, like we had discussed, you know, off air, um, we're not going to, we're not going to get into any, I mean, it, it would never be a thing with the two of us, but we're not going to get into any, anything that, you know, <laughs> any kind of Kobe slander outside uh, of that. Yeah, none of that, period. No, I'm not, I care less about rehashing, you know, like the Lakers feud with Shaq and other things that you know are in the news. That, that, that even hurt my heart even more because Shaq, 
watching, I don't know if you watched, I watched and I, I was hurt watching it. Shaq on the TNT talking on the floor, the Lakers floor, talking about how hurt he was, that he'll never be able to see him again and say, if I was in shape, we could have got 10 or something. Yeah. Shaq lived for those kinds of conversations. And man, I, this social media thing, I thought was really needed. It's so painful watching Sharif talking about how he ain't forget how he talked about he had gotten a text from Kobe that morning just to check in on it because he said Kobe checked in on him so much after his surgery. Got a text from him that morning checking in on him just seeing how Sharif was doing. Congratulations, King James. Like, continue. I'm just paraphrasing. Continue to like push the game forward, and then he hashtag LeBron's scoring total at that particular moment. That was his last tweet. Check out uh, Catch Wind of LeBron's and 80s tattoo in honor of yeah, Kobe. Yeah, I, I thought I, I really love AD's tattoo with Kobe's yeah, uh, yeah. logo, his Nike logo, and then the black mamba wrapped around it. That was so hard. That was crazy to me. That was crazy. Yeah. I was like, yo. And I, and I, you know, there's some people out here talking about, like, and it, it'd be nice, this is not really too big, that's the it'd be nice if a brown body championship but on everything, ain't nobody, especially after that, look, Browns are lazy, man, yo, we ain't, it's, it's, it's nothing but, like, too crazy. Yeah, uh, I, you know, we hear it all the time, bro, that life is so short, and it really is, but I tell you, man. And, it's, and you never know. You never know. No, because, you know, that was that was a helicopter service that he had been utilizing really all of his professional career, you know? That's to me, but I do. I do about how Kobe took a helicopter to everywhere, and I just would be like, yo, Kobe's wild, man. Kobe be taking Everybody that knows Kobe says nobody's been in a helicopter more than Kobe except for a pilot. Kobe's a 
helicopters. I say it to avoid that. And then hearing why he took, you heard the story of why he took the helicopters. Well, I know as far as L, him being in L.A. was concerned was to, like, avoid traffic and for him to be able to spend more time, you know, with his family and things is what I pretty much yep. had caught. Yeah, because he wanted to get to his daughter and still be able to take his daughter to school and stuff. But he was like, no, I'll take a helicopter so I can be a part of all of this. <laughs> and like LeBron had said in, you know, that tribute ceremony uh, pregame, that over the past three years since he kind of retired and been away from basketball, we just watched him. I don't want to say morph because that's who he's, you know, been, you know, for since as long as he's been a father and a husband. But to be able to kind of like see inside of Kobe, I guess the human side of him, this regular like dad that's spending time with his kids and his family and everything, and I also had read somewhere that he never, ever wanted him and his wife, I guess, to fly on the same helicopter or aircraft. I don't know how true that is, but I read that somewhere also. Yeah, it it does, man. It hurts. I know that it's been announced that on the 24th, uh, they're going to have his uh, memorial service at Staples Center. And I know that you've been, uh, you've been to L.A. quite a few times here within the past year or so that I've kept up with. I tell you, yeah. Street Fighter, man, I am like... <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever, like, board any kind of, like, aircraft, but I tell you, like, if I had a means to get out to L.A. for that, I swear I would go. Yo, me, you and me both, man, I would be out there. This this is crazy. There was so, I couldn't even imagine, like, what L.A. was like for that day, because, I know stuff was crazy for me. I feel like people and businesses had to shut down. I saw this one tweet. I wish I could remember the user. This one flower place or lady who smells in someone bought purple and gold flowers, and she told them it's free because it's for Kobe, and this is L.A. We ain't. She wasn't charging nobody for purple and gold. On that yeah. day, and that was some beautiful stuff. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I man, like I told you, man, I feel like I feel like the world had just stopped. And I mean, I I hate to sound selfish. It's just really the fan in me, so I don't want it to be misconstrued as such. But part of me is kind of like disappointed that it seems as if. And, I mean, I know, like, you have to move on. That's just within life, period. But it kind of it makes me feel the way I feel like the sports world has just kind of, like, moved on from it. <laughs> like, I know, it'll, I know it'll resurface a lot more as the date <laughs> draws near for the public memorial service. But, like, it, it, again, it's just the fan in me that really is still in, like, disbelief and shock that he's no longer here. And 
I can't even come to grips with watching any highlights and just nothing to deal with him. Like I know Nike pulled all of his like products from their retailers and subcontractors, and I just it's just hard to. Nike said they didn't pull them. I just it's difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult. Like, I know that day. I I really I don't know, bro. I sat in my car that day for probably around an hour at one point, like thirty minutes, one point, twenty minutes, and I was just like, this really just happened. Like I was stuck. The one, it was a commercial that I don't. I I probably won't be able to watch unless it's a moment where I'm feeling like confident I can hold myself together. It's the one, because I don't know if you watched it again or remember when they filmed it, because this was when Kobe's last year, and it was Kobe, like, on the court by himself, holding an orchestra among all the people singing, you know, saying why they hated him, and it was Will Jackson, why they loved him. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like, it was the I hate you thing, but don't leave. And it was, it that hits me so different now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll say this. I'm not the type. I've never been the type, and I won't speak down on you or other people who the type that are that says, you know, everything happens for a reason. I've never been the type to believe that. You couldn't convince me of the reason, and I don't want to hear that there's there will be a reason that will show later. It can't. You can't convince me there was a good reason for this. Because this mess hurt me so seriously. I cried a lot that night. And I'm not, I've never been ashamed of that. I, I cried a significant amount that night because I was hurt. I've never met Kobe. I probably didn't have a good chance of meeting Kobe, and we would have never had a conversation. But I really felt like part of my childhood, someone I grew up with, was ripped from me. And then to know that his daughter was with him hit me so hard. I took, I was up till like 3 a.m. that morning. I woke up the next day thinking it was a dream, checking my phone and still seeing that it didn't happen. That mess hurt, man. It still do. And <laughs> it's just crazy. Still do. Um, I was like, ain't no way, man. Ain't no way to this, this ain't it. This ain't the way. This, this can't be. This can't be it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> I'm, obviously, like, Kobe just is, you know, the biggest, the biggest, you know, celebrity and notable figure. But, you know, you definitely don't want to disregard the other passengers. And pilot included that oh, also, you know, lost their lives and things. And I'm with you. Like I feel you so much when you say like everything. So a lot of people are of the belief that everything happens for a reason, and we all know that if there's nothing else that is guaranteed to the, anybody upon them being born into this world, it's definitely death for everybody. Um, <laughs> I tell you, it really is heart wrenching to think, to even 
to try to like fathom what goes what what just was the temperament of everyone as you know the helicopter just just was I can't I still to this day refuse to think about that because that's that's too much for me that's too much for me yeah I think of that I I think about just families and I have a child but I can imagine that moment Mm -hmm. um but I know that I, it's been dope to to recognize, and even prior to you know the obvious tragedy, you you've seen like players like PG and Kawhi and Kyrie going out to work out with him, and and Giannis, and so and to just see how like he, I Jason remember him Tatum. saying, "All Star game, like twenty three years old." Yeah. I remember him like mentioning it in his like last All Star game <laughs> that a lot of the current All Stars for that year what was that 2016. A lot of them weren't even born when Kobe came into the league, you know. <laughs> and for I guess for this generation of players and and fans and things, they know that LeBron is that guy. But for Kobe to to still be felt amongst like this generation of players in the NBA that more more than likely they weren't even born or they were like pretty much like grasshoppers when he was, you know, coming into the league and, and doing his thing and, and stuff. It's just it's touching, you know. Um then it's like you gotta salute him on the fact that he was becoming like an advocate for women's basketball and you know that between like the, the television circuits that <laughs> cover sports and everything that in most regards, it's it's and it indeed is unfair, but the women seemingly don't really get that kind of light and recognition that the men do, unless it's just something like really like you know monumental and all that kind of stuff. They don't get the coverage, and the kind of light that the men get. <laughs> you got to lose. That's like that. I don't know if I'm missing anybody. Kobe was the biggest, if not one of the only NBA players to really be speaking for that. Yeah. And it and it does, it goes to show that, you know, even some of the notable WNBA like players of the present and the past really vouch for that. And for whatever his vision was to grow and expand, you know, the game, well, the the women's basketball brand, I believe people that will carry on that, what he was trying to do, and we know that, speaking of, you know, like the Academy Awards, the Oscars were tonight, we know that two or three years ago, he won an Oscar for, you know, Dear Basketball. Um, it does, man. It hurts. I remember you saying what you saw with Shaq on TNT, man. What I saw with Tracy McGrady on ESPN, bro. Oh, <laughs> Talking about God. Word, like, when <laughs> to see grown men like that cry, even you yourself as a fan to say that I never got the chance to see him play in person, probably would have never got the chance to meet him in person or anything like that, like, when you are reduced to tears, like, that, it does. I feel you, bro. Like, a part of my childhood is just gone. Like, 
I got Kobe jerseys and memorabilia like hanging up in my closet upstairs, bro. Like <laughs> sneakers, all kinds of stuff. Like I'm not and one like, of them. There's, and I'm not even saying that Kobe couldn't die. I mean, I I'd be grateful if that were it. But damn, man, like Wilt Chamberlain got to grow so old. There's best I have never. I have never. I probably know some people older than me that have never seen Bill Russell play. That man still make it out to every NBA Finals to give somebody the Finals MVP. To this very day. It does. It hurts. Um, All the tributes from the players, whether they were changing their numbers to either 8 or 24 for a game or the practice jerseys and shirts and dedication to him and what they write on their sneakers and stuff, players wearing his sneakers and stuff. and um, Even Luka Doncic. Plus, I don't know how many people understand that. I, to this day, don't currently remember where Luka is from or the language that Luka actually speaks. Luka yeah. Doncic was an enormous Kobe Bryant fan. This this shit worldwide indeed, man. Um, <clears throat> it's difficult, extremely difficult. Um, well, I mean, I guess on a brighter side, like I mean, we both acknowledge that he and Shaq are the reason why we became Lakers fans, and I just want to like hear what some of your most fondest and memorable moments from Kobe Ware. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, exclusive to basketball. (laughs) I know that here in the recent, you know, we began to see more of him as a man and as a human with, you know, his endeavors beyond basketball. But just give me some of your fondest, like, memories. Because I started to open up the show with, you know, audio highlights. (laughs) And if you were a true Kobe fan, like, you wouldn't even have to – see you wouldn't have to see that a a lot of that stuff visually you could just like hear it from the color commentators and just instantly in your mind go to like whatever highlight was being referenced in things through the audio but when I say Kobe just give me some of like your fondest moments over his career like period When it was either his final game or one of his final games in his last season, when he was at the um, he was at the podium after the game, before he even talked, he took like the the Gatorade bottle, kind of moved that to the side, and he was like, mm, "Let's just get this shit out the way. We ain't got to really lie no more." And it was just it was just so funny and so Kobe because I was like, "Hey, dang, Kobe! I know you' about to go, but you ain't done yet. Like, hey, you." Some Gatorade money and some sponsors that might be feeling a certain type of way. Kobe didn't care, yo. He was like, nah, man, let's, no, ain't nobody doing Gatorade. This ain't doing nothing. Let's get this other way. Well, I was like, dang. <laughs> Kobe dunking on Dwight Howard. Look, hey, that, that was priceless to me. Kobe dunking on Dwight Howard. That, that was like, oh, snap. So this is how this, this is how this line is going to be. Welcome to the NBA. <laughs> yo, like, this is, this is what we're doing. Golly, all right, Kobe, do the do the thing, I guess. And it was just and the note for him, 
no plans for changing it. Um, definitely remember like that infamous slide to Shaq when he crossed uh, Scottie Pimpin at the top of the cage. Definitely remember that alley-oop against the Portland Trailblazers back in the day. One of his most iconic and famous plays. I think about that game, that moment that he, you know, had asked, you know, Michael Jordan how he got leverage on his turnaround jump shot. And they both, you know, were, I guess, somewhat at the center or in the backcourt somewhere that, that moment. Um, <laughs> I think about, obviously, the 81. I remember it was some date in January that is always like the anniversary of that against, you know, the Raptors when he scorched Jalen Rose and them single-handedly, like, not even gassing it. <laughs> um, still to this day, like, the second well, in modern, like, times, the highest single game points, like, accumulated by one dude. Um, I mean, I know this ain't an episode we directing at any type of, like, hate or resentment, but, <laughs> I mean, when I think of League MVP honors for him to only have one that never really like set too well with me. But I know that the Achilles injury against Golden State back in 2013 kind of like kind of like robbed him of even, you know, greater numbers and, and possible accolades because people often forget because I know people can be like prisoners at the moment. That season prior to him getting hurt, I want to say he was averaging like 27. <laughs> at like prior to him getting hurt. That season, like the last four or five games of that season, I think he scored like 40 points in one game, 20 or 30 something in another, because the Lakers almost didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I think about how much of a, a trailblazer he was for like the modern game with him opting for a low cut basketball shoe. And it seems like players like, beyond that have kind of, like, followed suit with their, you know, respective companies, like, signature athletes and just basketball players, period, because, like, you never would have, like, imagined or thought that a low-cut basketball shoe could, you know, like, work for you, and he kind of, you know... You led to believe that, you know, high low-cut meant more injuries to your ankle. And it was like, no, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, you know, he kind of was, like, instrumental in, in, you know, changing the perception of that. Clearly, like, the next pantheon great beyond Michael Jordan's, you know, basketball career. Clearly, like, and and, and when you think about the the his contemporaries throughout his career, you think about Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Shaq, KG, Tim Duncan, um, LeBron, D-Wade later on, 
really like you know I, I hope i ain't really missing nobody you know i can't in, unless you want to like add some people but um I mean, clear I, I can't, like pull no names that like stood out for like a long period of time like no disrespect to um penny hardaway or um yeah came from the dude but i can't pull the name it's not really fair to him but the point is it's just a little different yeah, so head head and shoulders, like, literally, like, that guy after Michael Jordan retired that kind of carried the torch and kept the league afloat and stuff. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I know a lot of people would love to, like, ridicule him of being selfish and a ball hog and everything, but what people don't remember is, I think, I want like the 13, my numbers might be off all defensive selections that he earned in his 20-year career. I mean, I don't want that to ever get swept under the rug when people want to just focus on him scoring and, and that being his best attribute. When you can get it done on both ends of the court, you definitely got to respect it because <laughs> I know that's something that like now will get ridiculed for. They don't play uh, They don't play defense. They're like just great. <laughs> On the offensive end, um, uh, I mean, think about when he, I think about when he took Brandy to prom as like a teenager. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I mean, I think about him winning the '97 dunk contest. <laughs> One of like the last. I mean, I know he was young coming into it, but. Mm. It's it's so much with Kobe, bro. So much with Kobe. Uh, I mean, I think about the string of like forty point games, fifty point games. My there was God. one interview he did. Uh, it was I think after he retired, it was an interview he did with Tracy Grady and Rachel Nichols talking about. Um, I think they were just talking about basketball, but then they brought up the one time they played like one on one. And like yeah. T Mac was saying, they didn't play one on one. He was like, no, like, no, we played. Yeah. Like I nobody was keeping score. I remember the score vividly. He was like, I don't forget too many things. He even like gave Tracy like the score of the game. I guess to convince yeah, Tracy. He was like, I, I don't know where we was. I don't forget the score. Like I, I remember yeah. the score. Yeah. Um, and you'll laugh at this. <laughs> like I said, I, I know I, I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but. For some reason today, I seen somebody had shared that little pickup game between him and Bow Wow a couple of years ago. Yo. And I'm dog. I tell you, when I, I got a good freaking laugh out of that, that wasn't the first time I seen it, but it was the first time I seen it in years. I went back and watched that whole thing. That man demolished Bow Wow. Like, it won't even fair, <laughs> bro. Even you told about uh, which which side you wanted on. You want to left or the right? Left or the right? Yeah, like so bad. Like they asked Bow Wow, like, "Are you okay, buddy?" He's like, "Man, he do everything in person physically that he does in 2K, and then challenged Kobe to a one-on-one game with all jumpers after he got torched." in that first game of one-on-one that they did. But shout out to Bow Wow, because at the end of that, you know, that little wager that they had made, he pretty much dispersed amongst his campers and stuff, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, 
Um, I I I remember Kobe at the Rucker. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Yo, I was just I looking back at that. That was crazy. Kobe really went to the Rucker and just balled on people. Yeah, I remember Kobe at the Rucker. I remember Kobe in the Drew League. Highlights when he was in the Drew League. Um, dang, man. <laughs> I mean, obviously, all-star games. <laughs> I mean, sneaker commercials. I remember the, like, the Kobe System commercial. I think Larry Fitzgerald was in that commercial. Kanye was in that commercial. Jones was crazy. Yeah. I think one commercial... He hopped over like an Aston Martin or something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was the one thing he did with the guys from Jackass, Steve Owen. He jumped yeah. over a pool of like, snakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, I think about, I guess the game. He this and this was still during his playing days. I guess he was just sidelined for whatever reason. There was some fan that was like berating him and enticing him that he kind of just had like he held up. up his fingers, started counting them. Yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I do, man. I feel you. It's like you lost like a piece of your childhood with this news about him passing away. Um. Uh, I mean, I think about the dunk on Steve. Oh, no, that wasn't Steve Nash. I think that was Gordon. That was that Steve Nash. You, it was a highlight. They were playing the Phoenix Sun, and Lamar Odom gave him an assist from the ground. I don't know if it was Steve Nash that he dunked on, if it was Goran Dragic that he had dunked on. Um, I'm feeling more for Steve yeah, um, I mean, I think about the base. You know, Kobe was like dope for those baseline reverse jumpers. I think about the one he did against the Knicks, the one he did against KG. Um, albeit people ridicule him for stealing, you know, Mike's fadeaway. I mean, Kobe's fadeaway, albeit it was Mike's fadeaway, was still like a beautiful thing to watch. Show me somebody else who can do it. I mean, you beginning to see it. I mean, I I can definitely look at Kyrie now and, and see some of Kobe in him. You look at Kawhi, you see that in, you know, Demar Derozan. You can say who do this or like top five players in the league. It ain't yeah. something everybody can do. You can't just say yeah. he copied this. All right, well go ahead and show me a bunch of other people that can do that move. Show them to me. Because all the people you're going to show me is top players in the league. You ain't showing me those scrubs that can just copy Kobe and Michael Fayette. It ain't that easy. It really ain't. Like, it really ain't. Like, the aesthetic of it, there hasn't been a player since Kobe that I've seen have the fadeaway, like, in that game that has reminded me of Kobe. But even the game is changing. Something else I wanted to tell you, like, while we live on air, like, anybody that – uh, has ever seen highlights more people like us that kind of like remember Kobe when he wore number eight, you know, when he was, you know, superior, I ain't gonna say superior to me, if that's a freaking word, athletic than what he was when he wore number 24, but uh, not oh, saying no. he was 
But Kobe at number eight, when he was really like above the rim, like Superman type of like athletic. For number eight, y'all only know him for his fadeaways. If you know him from number eight, you know that Kobe was one of the best 360 dunkers, if not just general dunkers in the game. Bro, B, a lot of y'all remember Kobe with a baldy, bro. We remember Kobe when he had hair, bro. <laughs> remember Kobe, Kobe was 360 with people there. It did not matter. Like the, there was a competition for a while where people were wondering who's a better in-game dunker between Kobe Bryant and Vince Carter. And you really miss that in today's game because, like, you don't have too many players in the league now that play above the rim. It just – I was watching the Trey Young highlight earlier today, and it just seems like players are just predicated or on, like, shooting farther and farther away from yeah, the best. Trey Young. In, in fairness to Trey Young, he was never going to play that was never going to be his style. No, but, no, but my but my point is, Street Fighter, like, it just amazes me how the game has shifted so greatly. Like, you don't have the Vince Carters and the Kobe's and the T-Macs and those kinds of players that just play above – that still have, like, an all-around game, but that, that you know just play above the rim. Like, these players now are just, like – Okay, how further back can we shoot without a ha- a backcourt violation? Like, it's crazy to me. Because there's there's one player right now. I'm trying to make sure. There's one player right now who looks like he can do he can do it all right now, and it's kind of crazy because I I expected it and I didn't expect it, and like I said, I was drafted up Jamarin. I knew that's where you were going too. I knew that's where you were going. John Moran. Yeah, cause he he's doing it, and it's kind of I didn't know. I knew he could jump. I watched him in college. I did not know he could jump up, catch an alley oop with one hand, and still nothing. I'm telling you, if that freaking thing, if 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 that would have went down against Kevin Love, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I saw the replay. They said he almost he jumped from a step or two inside the free throw line and said, "I don't care what Kevin Love's doing right there. I know what I'm doing." It is. It ain't too many players in the league now that play above the rim like like Kobe did. I mean, I even remember that time he almost had left the Lakers for the Clippers, and even he was, like, entertaining going to Chicago. I mean, what I, mean, I said, I remember that time that he was really leaving the Lakers for it was like the bulls and the Clippers like that. Yeah, that was well. Um, I mean, gosh. Uh, I mean, I, I don't like to see it being 
Olympics, the Olympic runs and stuff, the 
You could see it. Yo, and, and when they were talking, and people were talking about, like, having Kobe as a dad and a coach, they would imagine it would be terrible. Unless you were just like him, and she was. She loved this stuff. She loved the learning. She loved – she had a turnaround fadeaway. She loved all of it. When they beat that team that beat them by one, and they beat them by, like, 70, she was there for it. She wanted all of that. He was trying to tell her about basketball stuff. She knew the answers before he fully gave them. She wanted all of that. She was here for it all. Yeah. Man. Uh, I know that the UConn women they honored they honored the both of them. Uh, and you're right for her to be 13. Realistically speaking, 13. I know we're getting old. 13 is what sixth grade, you could say, somewhat. No, thir- I think 13 is like eighth, eighth grade. Eighth or ninth grade, because I think she was early. Yeah, eighth or ninth grade, 13. Another reason that actually really hurt me, because my sister is about 13. So it was it was crazy to me to look into her girl's life and ended that quickly. And, like, my sister's her age. Like, it may not be a helicopter crash, but I'm looking like, yo. That's the sister is. This is it. This is all the life she got to see. There's That's, so much she hasn't gotten to see or experience to be a part of. Because you put that in, like, perspective for us, like, gentlemen in our mid-20s, like, we can think about 13 years ago and what we were doing 13 years ago, and it seems like forever ago, but in all actuality, it's like, it is, not. It is, but it ain't in the same token, like, 13 years ago, like, bro, like, I was still, like, living with my mama. I'm still in school. Like, <laughs> I ain't got no car or whatnot. <laughs> Stuff like that. You know and what I'm saying? Like, you, there's, there's so much in this world. Hell, I'm 20. I'm mid-20s. There's so much in this world I haven't experienced. At 13, I don't know nothing about nothing. I, man. Yeah. I mean, and it does. It hurts. And. Um, you definitely, man, you, you, you've ever lost somebody, like, you really can empathize with his wife, and the, we're up, and, and, oh, man, like, the, the baby that they just had, bro. Yes, and that, this is a little known fact to most, most men, and I think a lot of people, but most men, I couldn't really imagine the waves and realms of emotion. She was just recently pregnant. I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, postpartum is something that affects 100% of women, but at the very least, I imagine it affects 70% of women. To go through postpartum, losing your husband and your daughter, I could not imagine. If she, listen, I don't care. People always, they're trying to find the next thing she says or shit she posts. If that woman never posted another thing on social media and never said hello to another person that walked in front of her, I don't care. She doesn't need to. This is insane. She lost so much in such a swift moment. And the way she found out was TMZ. 
Nah, man, she ain't got to say nothing to me, to nobody else. I don't need to know how you do it. That's for you. You or your mental health, however you can make it to tomorrow, is entirely for you. I just hope you keep making it, and I'm so, so sorry. Because this, and, I could not imagine that. Yeah, and she she has posted, I think, a few times on her IG. I reckon the first yeah. time that her publicly will be at the memorial service on the 24th. Um, what, I, what I'm able to find comfort in as a fan, um, and it's not to belittle the loss of, you know, her husband, her daughter, and, and all of the others, for how how great Kobe was beloved, I know that she, and along with everyone else in the rest in, in his family, I know that they'll be protected. I know that they'll all be taken care of. <laughs> they won't have like a want in the world. I know that Kobe's assets will see to that, that they won't ever have a financial burden in the world. But I just find comfort in knowing that there's so many people that will see to it that his family is protected at all costs. Most definitely. And they, that's just. LA will always be home to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be this season based on how they're playing. I mean, I, I'm just being honest when I say this, man. Like, it won't shock me if the Lakers win it this year. And if they do win it this year, I know that that'll be dedicated to him. I know that's going to be like a beautiful thing to see. I know they're, they're going to win one with LeBron and AD. They're going to win one at least. I got a feeling it's going to be this year, but we just don't know. It's still kind of early. But um, even down to what they're going to do for him for, like, the All-Star break, this new All-Star format they're going to try out, I think that is dope. I mean, (laughs) I don't know, like, the whole process that the NBA would even have to go through. I know people were, like, campaigning for them to change the logo from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. Oh, man, and the backtrack. Even Jer- uh, Jerry West's tribute to him on, on the airwaves, oh, my God, those were heart-wrenching. Uh, he pretty much raised Kobe. Said he was like his father for a couple of years there. I mean, really, like, throughout his whole, like, yeah, like, that's the guy that saw what the world became to know of Kobe in his professional career that nobody else knew, and he knew that he saw that from the jump. Like, could you imagine what the fans in Charlotte, like, have went through the past 20, like, throughout his career, knowing that that player could have rightfully been out years of his career, if not the of his career. Like, the trade for Vladi Divac and a few others to get an 18-year-old kid out of Philly that became to be arguably the greatest player to ever play basketball? Bro. Um, uh, it's so much. One episode. I, one thing I take, I just remember this, that I take real pride, not pride, because like I did something that I'm really happy about. Kobe Bryant got to see the Philadelphia Eagles win a Super Bowl. I'm yeah. I remember um, seeing. I remember seeing a clip I'm of that. Really happy for him about that. 
I, and I ain't happy for nothing for these. I, I really, if you know how I feel about football, I ain't got no love for them. But that Kobe got to see that and be around for that, that's a beautiful thing. Because that yeah. man been Philly in his heart. He been Philly in his heart all his life. Lakers probably the only thing he like outside of Philly. And he's been <laughs> trying to ride Philly for years, faithfully. So when he got to see them win that, and how happy he was with his kids. That was deep. That was deep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it is. It's difficult to. It's still difficult to think that he's no longer here. That's, that's crazy. It's so hard to believe. Yeah. Um. I know at some point his products and things will begin to resurface. I mean, I'm happy to say that I have some Kobe memorabilia, autographs. But, um, yeah, man. Huh. But definitely looking forward to seeing how the NBA continues to keep his, his legacy and things alive as time goes on and even players. New coming players and things that will be thought about him, and I don't know. It's just, you know. But anyway, man, that's what it is. I had to take us out on this one. This ain't that same conversation. This is an appreciation conversation. We happen to have been here to experience two decades of greatness. We appreciate you. Our condolences to the Bryant family and to the other families that were affected by this terrible incident. It's all love. And tell somebody, tell somebody that you love. Tell them. Don't, Don't be afraid. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't let little things... If it's a little thing, don't let little things keep you from letting somebody know how you feel. Man. You never know. Street Fighter, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, we love you, Code. Um, and we just gonna end it on that note. I'm a- Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.